Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five. The Morning Five for Thursday, July 14th, 2022. And it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers, who we'll probably need because I said the... Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey... Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. So Bryce, it's National Mac and Cheese Day. Yeah, and I got some bad news, Billy. I actually just received a, uh, a letter from uh, a lawyer in, in Columbus, Ohio with a cease and desist. Uh, sorry, we, we, we can't use that word anymore on the airwaves. Imagine that. <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to work on that and uh, edit out every single time we say that particular word. But National Mac and Cheese Day is today. Yeah, I guess Macaroni Day was the other day. Mac and Cheese Day is today. So I didn't know these were two different days. I mean, who eats just plain macaroni? I don't I don't know if I've ever had that. I love mac and cheese, though. Everybody knows I love mac and cheese, but I, I was a little confused. Yeah, I guess. I don't I don't know if I've ever just had, like, I'm trying to think of what else. You, like macaroni salad, maybe? But I'm sure that has its own day. Irregardless, macaroni and cheese is absolutely amazing. Uh, I will never turn down fantastic mac and cheese. I already told everybody about what kind of mac and cheese Emily makes with like it's like burnt to the bottom and it's like a crust and it is phenomenal. So it's literally all I can do not to eat the entire thing. And it's also Grand Mariner Day. Grand Marnier, Grand Marnier. drink. Yeah. Have you ever had Grand Marnier? Oh. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Really, really good, really tasty. Um, do you remember Ron that used to work uh, with us? Did you yeah. ever did you ever work when Ron was there? So he was a big Grand Grand Marnier guy and he's He's the guy that got me into it. It's cognac with like bitter orange liqueur. It's it's pretty good, man. I don't know if I drink it on a regular basis, but I am a I am a pretty big fan of Grand Marnier uh, here and there, kind of on a very slim basis. But yeah, it's pretty good. If you ever get a chance, I'd definitely try it. What well, what would it go good with? I mean, is it just by itself or what? Yeah, ice cubes. It goes good with ice cubes. Okay. All right. Cool. That's most liquor. <laughs> most liquors that way. <laughs> you know me. Most of my liquor goes good with ice cubes. All right, uh, let's get to the Braves. Uh, we have to. Uh, Braves yeah, not great. Not great yesterday. Seven to three. Um, Charlie Morton did not have his best stuff yesterday. He went back to his early season form. Five innings pitched, five earned, and six Ks. And, you know, Olsen, Riley, and Rosario all had one run solo shot bombs to uh, give us the three runs. That's it. That's all we had. Uh, Braves are now two and a half games back with the Mets. Austin Riley is the first Braves hitter to have 25-plus home runs by the All-Star break since Andrew Jones in 2005. And Andrew broke the single-season franchise record with 51 home runs that season. Doesn't that seem weird that Hank Aaron never went over 51 home runs with the Braves? That's a little bit strange, yeah. I, I was reading that this morning, and I was like, "That's uh, that's very odd." I would have never imagined Hank Aaron did not go over 
over 51. But yeah, nevertheless, uh, uh, Austin Riley might be on pace to break an uh, all-time record for the Braves. That'd be amazing this year. We'll see. He needs to really set it up in the second half in order to, to knock, knock that out of the park. See what I did there? I did. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that little innuendo there. <laughs> Braves, uh, Braves starting four game series with the Nationals tonight uh, before the All Star break on uh, next week, which is just still shocking that the All Star break's already here. I mean, we were talking about possibly not even being able to be played like three or four months ago. So, and, and now that seems like a distant memory. Now we're talking about the All-Star break. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I was I was pretty down on baseball. I didn't think we were going to get a full season in this year. But they came together, got a season. Yeah, we're, we're over halfway through it statistically. And the All-Star break is sort of the beyond halfway point. And I got to be – you can't be anything but happy with where the Braves are at right now, especially where they started. They'll continue to play well. Look, they're about to play a four – Four game series with the Nationals. It should take at least two from the Nationals coming up. I mean, let's hope for a sweep, but at least two moving forward. That would be that would be super helpful. Yeah the the series with the Mets, you dropped two games. That kind of sucked, but you, you got to take two or three from the Nationals. But this team this team's good. This team's uh, built for another playoff win. So I'm not going to fret too bad about a series loss versus the Mets. All right. Well, as bad as we're feeling right now about the Braves losing last night we can feel pretty good about the atlanta united last night yeah 2-1 victory versus real salt lake last night and i tweeted this out as well i said this win felt bigger than three points it felt like there was a lot more riding on this game than just a home win and three points uh that's probably the hardest i think i've seen our team play all year long it's not the best game i've seen us play but it is the hardest i think i've seen us play all year long People going after 50-50 balls, people making aggressive tackles in the in the middle third of the pitch. Uh, when the ball would get rocketed out of the 18-yard box on defense, you'd have defenders and midfielders press up immediately on the people who had the ball and give them zero time to operate. was great to see the hard work that they put in uh, last night. It was a completely night and day difference from the Austin FC match as far as work rate goes for the players. Uh, Ronaldo Cisneros making deep runs. The goalkeeper behind the back lines was so dangerous. He scored a brace, and I really thought he was on for a hat trick. Didn't come together, but Ronaldo Cisneros looked fantastic, and he's he's one of those Deshaun Jackson-type players. He's a boom-or-bust type guy. He'll come into a game, and he'll score two or three goals, and then he'll go four games where he is just a ghost. Uh, he is much better at the striker position than he is at the wing position, so he's probably going to play a rotational spot with Dom and Joseph, but Ronaldo Cisneros did look great last night. Uh, Sadich probably had the best game he's ever had with Atlanta United. He looked really good last night in the midfield, winning a lot of those batter- battles, getting uh, the turnovers for Atlanta United. Uh, did a great job winning the midfield battle. The entire team did a great job of attacking early, when we turn it over and Real Salt Lake would have the ball in their defending third of the pitch, we did a really good job of pressing high and forcing them into turnovers in our attacking third or the midfield. I felt like that was a massive, massive part of this game that we've been lacking for a long time. Uh, I feel like we lose the midfield battle almost every single night when it comes to turnovers. We don't press high. We don't press the ball. 
We don't get these turnovers. And this kind of shows what type of soccer we want to play when we score first. Uh, when we score first, this team plays an attacking style form of soccer. It's fun to watch, and I think it's really good. Uh, uh, Rios Novo in goal last night did, did pretty well. I really wanted to see the the new kid, that 6'5 guy, uh, but he, he unfortunately didn't start. But Rios Novo looked great. Uh, the defense was serviceable. They were they were good. I don't want to say they were fantastic because they didn't make a couple mistakes, but they looked good, pretty good overall. I mean, that was a great game. Two one victory midweek. You get three points. You got three games in eight days. You wrap up with Orlando City on Sunday. So uh, a lot of momentum going into that game. I felt like this was a massive momentum shift for the Atlanta United squad. Not only three points, but I feel like they have a lot of confidence now after the Joseph Martinez rant after Saturday's game. Screw Orlando City. Screw them. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Screw Orlando City. That's one of the couple stadiums in America that I am actually banned for life at. So uh, if this is an away game, I, I could not go down there and, and watch them. Uh, we'll have to talk about Apparently that they like their seats down there. I don't. That's weird. Uh, they don't take kindly to people ripping off their seats. It's the oddest thing. I would have never guessed. Imagine that. <laughs> all right so uh, you've got one more team in the nfc east to talk about and of course it's your team the dallas cowboys yeah let's go i'm gonna try to be uh quite impartial here about the cowboys um i, I think they're gonna be good this year i don't think they're gonna win the super bowl i don't have any illusions like that uh but after years of cowboys fans saying this is the year could this year actually be their year probably not but it's not out of the realm of possibility Dak, who finished second in comeback player of the year last year, comes in again as Dallas's underachieving quarterback to try and wipe the memory away of kneeling the last game away last season. That game will, that game and that play will live on in Dallas infamy. Uh, before the calf injury last season, Dak was fantastic. 16 touchdowns to a four interception ratio with a passer rating of 115. He'll look to build off of that this season. The Cowboys' running back stable is good. But is it the best in the NFC East? In my opinion, it is not. I think it's the second best in the NFC East. Tony Pollard is probably a top five complimentary back in the NFL, but his counterpart is his counterpart still a top five running back in the NFL? And Zeke? I, I don't think so. I think he's fallen off. I, I don't think he's the premier back that he once was three or four years ago. Zeke, who turned 27 this month, has only, has only averaged 62.1 yards per game and 4.1 yards per carry the last two seasons. So his production has gone way down. He hasn't gone over 1,000 yards in the past three seasons. Uh, Pollard should see an increase in his workload this season with a career-best 1,056 rushing yards last season. Uh, so Zeke, there might be a more of a 50-50 role this year in that backfield with Zeke and Tony Pollard than what it's been over the past couple of years with about a 60-40 or a 70-30 work rate. Tony Pollard has really solidified himself as a legit backfield threat. At wide receiver, Dallas returns a dangerous pass catcher in C.D. Lamb. Lamb, who had over 1,000 uh, yards last year and six touchdowns, will likely be battling double teams most of the season. As outside of him, the pass catchers are a bit lackluster for the Cowboys. They lost Amari Cooper this offseason, traded him away. Uh, they still have Cedric Wilson. They picked up James Washington. And alongside them, they will have Dalton Schultz taking the Y position, who's a, he's a good tight end, but he's not a game changer. Uh, so outside CeeDee Lamb, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do to try to free him up and try to free him up off of double teams because there's not a ton of talent outside of CeeDee Lamb in that wide receiver core. 
Uh, on defense, I think, is where the Cowboys shine the best this year. Dan Quinn pulled off nothing short of a miracle with the team last year. Uh, a year after allowing the most points in franchise history, the Cowboys finished seventh in the league in scoring defense last year and led the NFL with 34 takeaways. Demarcus Lawrence still controls the defensive line for the Cowboys and looks to have a fully healthy season this year after breaking his foot last season uh, towards the beginning of the year. Other starter defensive end Randy Gregory left for Denver during the offseason, and the Cowboys have replaced him with former Falcon Dante Fowler Jr., who everybody around here knows pretty well. Uh, Micah Parsons and Leighton Vander Esch return at linebacker for Dallas, a pairing that could be one of the best in the NFC. The Cowboys right now are eighth in the preseason power rankings, have the 10th easiest schedule in the NFL, and I predict they will go 12-5. and five. I'll give it to you. You didn't fanboy too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty realistic about, about the Cowboys. I think they're a 12-5 team. I think they win the NFC East. Um, you know, I want to say they, they win a first round. I think the ceiling for the Cowboys is an NFC championship berth. I think that's their ceiling. Um, this roster is talented enough to make it to the Super Bowl. It's talented enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't believe that's going to happen. I think NFC Championship is the is the ceiling for the Cowboys this year. Well, let's get to the the Marine South School Board in the NL East. Uh, the Mariners beat the Nats six to four. Way to go, Mariners! Uh, Marlins beat the Pirates five to four. Way to go, Pirates! Uh, Jays beat the Phillies eight to two. Something, so, something funny about the Mariners that I saw after that brawl they had with the Angels, you know, like two weeks ago. Yeah, they're they're like twelve and two. <laughs> oh really? The, the Mariners are like twelve and two, and I think the Angels are like two and ten or something like that. Yeah, after that brawl a couple weeks ago. <laughs> All right, stump it games and events calendar for tonight or starting tonight. Uh, Marlins versus Pirates at twelve ten. Cubs versus Mets at eight oh five. And then the Braves start the uh, series with the Nationals tonight as well. Uh, NBA Summer League, Hawks versus Spurs at 4 p.m. on ESPN2. So um, if you guys work from home or if you guys get off a little bit early, 4 o'clock on ESPN2, check it out. I wonder if AJ Griffin will be cleared to play tonight. Uh, I haven't I haven't even looked to see if he was, he's been cleared. He said it was day-to-day, so I'd assume if it's not too serious, hopefully we get to see him play tonight. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right, let's get to another cup of coffee. You ready for one? Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate uh, Group. So the 150th Open starts today at the Old Course, and uh, they've already started. Billy, Um, I've been watching this since 3 a.m. I'm not surprised at all. It, it kicked off at 1 a.m. Coverage all day today on USA, which is absolutely fantastic. I've been watching it since 3 a.m. Uh, right now, Roy McIlroy is, is looking pretty good. He birdied the first hole. We have a couple more guys to go off. Cameron Young is leading at five under through nine right now. And we also have an amateur tied for second with four under, 68 in the clubhouse. Brown is his last name. I don't know who it is. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's close, uh-huh. man. There's some low scores. How's the weather right now in, in Scotland? Oh, it's gorgeous. I mean, it is it is typical Scottish summer weather. It looks it looks perfect out there. I mean, everybody's in hoodies and pants and long sleeve shirts, and it the wind is whipping. This is I'm going to say something that's probably unpopular, especially here in Georgia. This is my favorite golf course in the entire world. Have you ever been, gone there? 
No, hell no. <laughs> oh, it's no. It's so beautiful. Is it? Oh god, man. When you when you show up there and you just see just the golf course, you know, right next to the the coast, it's so freaking beautiful. It's unreal. And the and the thing I like about this golf course and the thing I like about this tournament over the Masters is this golf course is a public golf course. Anybody can yep. go play it. I mean, it's it's hard to get a tee time. You have to schedule it quite a ways out. But it's a public golf course. If you want to go play there, you can do that. And I, I don't know how much it is, but I don't think it's astronomical in the sense that a lot of the public PGA golf courses are here in America. Uh, and, and also, like the Masters. Billy, there's no way in hell you or I are probably ever going to attend the Masters. It just is what it is via tickets. But the Open... This, from what I understand, is not terribly hard to get tickets to, and it's not outrageously expensive. So that, I think that's what I love about, A, this course, the old course at St. Andrews, and B, uh, the open tournament over there over there in, in Europe. So I'll, uh, I'll be tuning in. I'll be watching pretty much this entire tournament because it is, it is it's, it's my favorite golf course. It's probably my third favorite tournament of the entire year. All right. Star uh, for Johnny Coutreau, uh joins Thrilled. Columbus Blue Jackets with seven-year deal. Did you see this coming? Goudreau going to Columbus? No. Yeah. No. This shocked me. This, I woke up this morning and saw this headline, and honestly, I'm not even a hockey fan, but I know Johnny, Johnny Goudreau just threw the flames, and I know the CBJ because I listen to Columbus Stock Radio every day. Billy, my jaw hit the floor when I saw this. Yeah. I, I saw it yesterday, and I was like, wow. But there was a lot of Yesterday was the start of free agency for for the yeah, NHL. I saw very crazy so, season. Yeah, it was it was a little bit crazy yesterday. So um, my team, you know, because we're gonna suck, only picked up uh, like three people, and they were three people that most hockey fans have probably or non hockey fans have never heard of. So you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Johnny Goudreau, you know. Johnny Goudreau is Johnny Hockey to a lot of people, so there's there's a good chance that a lot of people outside of hockey have heard of him. Um, I think but, this means I'm going to start being a CBJ fan. I'm going to start collecting CBJ stuff. There you go. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Hey, I liked the Flames for a while, but they play on the East Co- the West Coast, and dude, I, I just couldn't stay up until like 1 a.m. to watch hockey. I love it, hockey. I'm not staying up till 1 a.m. to watch it. You shouldn't have that issue with uh, Columbus. Nah. <laughs> The Denver Nuggets and uh, KCP agree to a two-year, $30 million contract extension. Yeah, wow. former Georgia Bulldog, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, $30 million extension. Wow. Congratulations to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge uh, raise there. That's pretty cool. Uh, the, George, Georgia's own. The Kansas City Royals are playing in Toronto this week. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 10 of the Royals are unvaccinated and therefore Ooh. do not play in Toronto. What now? I wonder what they do in that situation. Can you call up 10 vaccinated players from the minors and have them play? Like, I wonder, I wonder what the Royals are going to do in that situation. That's I have no 10, idea. 10 players, man. It'd be different if it was like two or three or four or something like that. But, uh, wow, 10 players. Yeah, that's quite a bit, man. <laughs> All right, a little bit of a local flair to kind of finish this off. Carrollton's Juju Lewis worked out with Justin Fields. Who? Uh, I think he plays in the NFL. Deshaun Watson. Who? The, the massage. The masseuse. And, and uh, Malik Willis yesterday. 
Isn't Malik Willis the guy with small hands? Or no, that was uh, that was Kenny Pickett. Never mind. Uh, that that's a who's who of the NFL kind of young quarterbacks. There, that's that was insane. I saw that picture and uh, I was taken aback quite a bit. I didn't even realize Juju was in the picture honestly until I looked at it the second time. I was like, huh. I was like, Carrollton's posting pictures of these quarterbacks. That's weird. And then I looked at it again. I was like, oh my god, that's Juju in the picture. Like that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So you also posted from from our social media um, a a TikTok. Who were the NFL players that were surprised by him? Uh, I I don't know. I think it was I think it was Fields. It was from Deshaun Watson's like media group, and I don't know. I think it was uh it was like publicity for Deshaun Watson, Malik Willis, Justin Fields. They were all there at a quarterback kind of camp training facility and everything. So and and uh, Deshaun Watson actually posted some videos of Juju Lewis on his Instagram as well. I saw yesterday. Uh, so that's man, that's great publicity for that young kid. That hasn't even yeah. taken a snap in high school, and this dude is a superstar. It's, un- it's unreal, isn't it? It's 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 amazing. I cannot wait to watch him play. I didn't get to see a single snap of him in uh, JV Middle School last year. So I am super super pumped to watch him play this year. All right, and today in 1951, the first color telecast of a sporting event happened, and it was on uh, CBS, and it was a horse race. Ooh, a horse race. A horse race used to be huge. Hey, Billy, do you, know who, com- do you know who commentated this? I gave him a hard time yesterday. I'm not going to say Jet. <laughs> it was our friend Jet Moore. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> CBS horse racing. All right, Bryce, you got anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here so I can finish my coffee, eat some breakfast, and watch some more of the open. All right, let's get out of here. For Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We've made it to Friday, Junior. Oh, thank goodness. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>